classic American music from vaults buried miles underground. And let me tell you, that took a lot of digging. You're hearing the resurgence of shortwave on WTWW Lebanon, Tennessee, USA. Welcome to the Digicom Cafe, located at the intersection of faith and technology. We hope you enjoy your cafe experience where we cater to your digital and spiritual appetites and build interest in the amateur radio hobby, one story at a time. Please stand by as we get ready to launch this episode of Radio on the Rocks. You are about to listen to a Radio on the Rocks cafe cast with your host, Denny J, K5DCC, in the Digicom Cafe Communications Network. Enjoy and participate in Denny's reality radio activities of the day in this dynamic cafe cast as he builds each daily episode, segment by segment, with amateur radio contacts, interviews, nets and interesting news from around the world. Now grab a glass and fill it up with some radio on the rocks. Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, December 20th, 2019 at 8.20 in the morning. It's 26 degrees here in the Ozarks of Northwest Arkansas in the Digicom Cafe. Welcome to Radio on the Rocks, my reality radio podcast. Yesterday was an awesome day. I want to thank all of you for the wonderful birthday greetings. Uh, I've received close to 200 or more Facebook greetings and emails and messages, and uh, it just made my day. What a thrill to have so many friends from around the world, many of whom don't even speak English, so it was kind of neat to see all these different languages coming in with birthday greetings, and uh, I used Facebook Translate to read your messages, but uh, this community is awesome, and I want to thank you so much. This morning, it's uh, partly cloudy. Uh, I'm not sure what the forecast is going to be. I don't think it's going to be as warm today as it was yesterday. Yesterday, we hit 60 degrees. Uh, Let me ask my co-host, Alexa, what's the forecast for Omaha, Arkansas today? Currently, in Omaha, Arkansas, it's 32 degrees Fahrenheit with mostly cloudy skies. You can expect more of the same today, with a high of 48 degrees and a low of 30 degrees. Well, it shouldn't be too bad. I want to get up and put up another antenna today. Hopefully it'll be warm enough. I won't freeze up on the roof. This morning I got up early and checked into the iNet, which uh, I listen to often on 80 meters at uh, 3970. It's a very interesting net. And uh, so I checked in yesterday and told the guys I was going to record a little bit of it today. And it was good timing because uh, Perry, who is the net control, uh, let's see, his call sign is K0WRZ. Uh, Perry is an ophthalmologist, no wonder. It's called the iNet. used to be called the iBanknet, but uh, they've been around for over 50 years. And Perry did a little history today. I think this is an anniversary of their start many years ago. So they uh, did a little history, a little way back machine, uh, explaining how the net got started and some of their struggles and Uh, what it's about today so I think you'll enjoy that it's uh, the first introduction part of the net we do have some passes of some satellites today we've got AO 92 coming up at 952 a 19 degree elevation and shortly after that we've got AO 91 at 1023 we're gonna try and 
and uh, get some of these and hopefully include them in today's episode. And a little bit after that, we've also got uh, AO92 at 1136 and AO91 again at 1212. So it's going to be a busy day on satellites and the weather's nice enough. I may get out with the uh, arrow antenna and try and uh, record some passes uh, for this podcast. Again, if you would, uh, send me a voice message. If you have any questions or comments about the net, uh, you can do so by just clicking on the message button. Uh, There's a link there in the bottom of the show notes on uh, a lot of the platforms that you listen to this on. Uh, They've got a new look for the Anchor.fm site. You'll notice that when you go to my website, digicomcafe.com. It's got a a real attractive-looking style there. And it works really well. I really recommend using the Anchor.fm platform because it allows you to skip through segment by segment. It's a little more difficult on some of the other platforms with just the slider. You have to slide around and try and find where the next segment would begin. Uh, Whereas on the Anchor.fm, if you just hit the uh, backwards or forwards button next to the play button, it will advance one segment at a time. So you can jump to the next one. As this is a dynamic podcast... I just keep adding segments throughout the day of my amateur radio experiences, and I really have no idea where it's going to go. It just happens, and uh, if it's something of interest to you, I will add it as a segment. So, with that introduction, uh, let's see what the band conditions are going to be like today uh, before we move on. Alexa, ham radio propagation. Okay, here's ham radio propagation forecast. Here is the propagation report from N0NBH from Friday, December 20, 2019 at 12 a.m. Today expect 80 and 40 meters to be fair, 30 and 20 meters to be poor, 17 and 15 meters to be poor, and 12 and 10 meters to be poor. Tonight expect 80 and 40 meters to be good, 30 and 20 meters to be poor, 17 and 15 meters to be poor, and 12 and 10 meters to be poor. Well, 80 and 40 meters are active all the time, it seems, and uh, since I've discovered Whisper, I've been putting my rig on 40 and 80 meters and just letting it go and seeing uh, what the propagation is, and it's pretty amazing how far you can get on 80 meters. I have to say that right now, 80 meters is my favorite HF band, and uh, I listen to a lot of nets, of course, the 3916 nets in the evenings, and... uh, this iNet at 6.45, it starts here in the morning central time. Uh, what kind of nets do you like to listen to? What HF bands are you active on? Uh, send me a message. Uh, send me an email. Uh, leave me comments on my post on Facebook in our Digicom Cafe group. And uh, let me know what you're doing. So, without further delay, let's uh, move on into the iNet on 39.70. I'll be back with more. Uh, so again, this is the iBank net, and this is a uh, special day for us because uh, we turn uh, 57 years old today. This is the 57th anniversary of the uh, initiation of the, uh, uh, well, it was the uh, iNet, and then it was the iEmergency, and then it was the iBank net, and then I got in the doghouse because of putting President Trump's tweets on here, so we're the iNet. But anyway, uh, we have a, a very interesting uh, history, which I will uh, 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 get into. Maybe, I, I guess, uh, let me first see, was there any traffic for the net? 
Yeah, uh, we had uh, NAQQY called the evening net last night from Cleveland. There was no traffic. So, uh, well, let me just uh, turn the calendar back to 1962. And uh, uh, I think uh, really what happened was there were some kind of tragedies where uh, human eye tissue had been donated to eye banks. And uh, due to a lack of communication, people that had the uh, emergency needs for the tissue uh, uh, did not get connected and uh, didn't get their uh, corneas transplanted and uh, went on to have the problem. So uh, Dr. Al Braley, W0GET, uh, from the University of Iowa, chairman of the eye department over there, and uh, uh, several of his ham radio buddies set up this net that was going to coordinate uh, the various eye banks. Originally, I think probably just out here in the Midwest, and then it spread nationwide. But uh, they were going to uh, contact their eye banks in the uh, uh, morning or evening and find out if they had tissue or if they needed it, and then get on the net and coordinate as to who had tissue and who had urgent and emergency needs. Well, uh, back in uh, 1962, uh, uh, I don't know, not everybody was around back then, but you, you weren't supposed to handle third-party traffic. That was uh, forbidden, verboten, by the uh, FCC. So uh, when they initially started the net, they told the hams, you know, you are breaking the law, and uh, uh, you, you may be putting your licenses at jeopardy. But they, they started out, and then I don't know if it was the uh, ARRL or who... Uh, had the bright idea that if they declare an emergency, then it's okay to do third-party traffic. So, you know, if you have a tornado, you have an earthquake, a flood, a hurricane, something, and uh, you have to handle traffic for the Red Cross or for individuals, uh, then it was permitted. So that was when they became the I emergency net because they would declare an official emergency. And uh, then uh, everybody was supposed to stay off the frequency. Uh, it was taken over for emergency purposes. And they would relay their traffic. And at the end of the net, they would uh, declare an end of the emergency. And so that worked for a while. And I think later, uh, Congress... Uh, uh, Somehow they passed a law, they got it so that they didn't have to go through all of those steps. They loosened up the third-party traffic. And now, in our day and age, with the Internet and everything, I mean, third-party traffic, nobody thinks about that. I can remember, uh, I think, when Jimmy Carter was president, and we didn't send uh, our athletes over to the uh, uh, Summer Olympics over in uh, Moscow because we were protesting something. But anyway, we did send our um, uh, uh, officials to officiate the Olympics, even though the athletes didn't go. I, I, was, I contacted uh, a, a, a station over in Moscow, and they had some third-party traffic, and it would have turned out they wanted to uh, say thank you to their American guests that they'd uh, had in their household, and uh, really they had a wonderful time. Glad he came by. Well, anyway, I had this third-party traffic, so I called uh, Senator Bob Dole's office and let, their, let my senator deliver the traffic. But anyway, that, that's what you had to do back in those days. So that was uh, uh, the first uh, problem. And then the, uh, uh, then the net spread nationwide, and really it uh, pretty much covered this, uh, the northern uh, 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 hemisphere over here, the, uh, the North American continent. 
and uh, then we started having problems with the uh, tissue and with the uh, AIDS epidemic, with uh, hepatitis B and C and uh, Creutzfeldt-Jakob, uh, mad cow disease, rabies. They had all kinds of tissue. They, they were worried about tissue being contaminated. Uh, early on, it was infectious diseases and uh, cancer patients. They didn't want to get someone with a malignancy and uh, maybe transfer a malignancy. And uh, then they uh, also worried about tissue that was maybe not viable, that uh, for some reason, uh, you know, they do a transplant and the tissue wouldn't be good. They, they, they thought at 48 hours was kind of uh, the limits on tissue. Well, since then, we've learned how to preserve tissue, so uh, that's not an issue particularly. And uh, just like with blood, you know, when you give blood, you may end up giving plasma, packed red cells, uh, fibrinogen, they break it all down into uh, components. Well, uh, corneas now, uh, a lot of people are transplanting just the inner part of the cornea, the uh, uh, deep stroma, the decimase membrane, and endothelium. So they they end up uh, doing cell counts, making sure the cells are viable, processing it, and uh, so... Uh, uh, and then preserving it. So uh, back in the mid-1990s, we more or less became obsolete because of these new techniques. But uh, by the time this net was done, we had ended up sending 11,066 eyes over amateur radio, which uh, I think is a tremendous thing. So then we were left with a net that uh, didn't really, it's kind of lost its purpose, but uh, uh, as you know, we say we meet out of friendship, keeping the tradition of amateur radio and public service alive. We don't want to forget what we did or what we might be able to do in the future for some other cause. And then we look at weather and propagation. That was okay. And then probably in the last year, year and a half, we've been putting President Trump's tweets up there because of all of the uh, craziness in the country. And I don't know, you can take the tweets how you want to. I mean, they're published material. But anyway, so that is where we are, and uh, we are the uh, uh, INET now. And I'm K0 Whiskey Romeo Zulu Perry in uh, Great Bend, Kansas, and uh, maybe let me just do a little brief briefing here. I'm just looking at the clock. This took eight minutes. That wasn't too long of a history. Uh, let's uh, start out uh, uh, looking at the uh, uh, National Weather Service's briefing page, if I can get it to come up here, stand by here, and www.weather.gov uh, backslash briefing. And at the uh, uh, top center of the page, you get the uh, uh, surface forecast map for the next 48 hours. There's one front kind of going across the United States. It comes on shore just south of uh, Philadelphia, and it's a cold front, and it goes uh, clear up to uh, uh, eastern uh, lower peninsula of Michigan where it turns into a stationary front. It kind of goes across the northern uh, states and finally exits uh, the, the U.S. out of the, uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, going up into Saskatchewan. And there's really no activity much around that front. Down at the uh, Gulf Coast, there's uh, some coastal rains affecting Florida, coastal Georgia, a little bit of the panhandle of Florida, uh, back uh, uh, towards uh, South Texas, uh, Louisiana, South Texas, and a little bit of rain going up through Central Texas over the next 48 hours. Another front is uh, uh, hitting the uh, Pacific Northwest, and it looks like uh, coastal rains down to maybe north of San Francisco, all the way up to uh, 
British Columbia, and then uh, into uh, uh, northern parts of, uh, of uh, Washington and northwestern uh, Montana, you could have uh, rain and snow, and uh, maybe some heavy snow. Okay, and I, I won't read the... You can uh, go to that page and get the uh, discussion. We'll pass since we're rushing through this today, and uh, look at the propagation page of dx.qsl.net. And at uh, 12 hours, 10 minutes universal time, so everything's green except for the A index. Solar flux index 7-0 in green. A index is up a little bit at 1-3, and then the uh, K index is 0. There has been no solar flares, no uh, sunspots, uh, and the X-ray flux yesterday averaged uh, alpha 8 on the uh, GOES-14 satellite. That makes three days in a row that that's been picked up. And uh, they're not forecasting any geomagnetic or solar activity. Okay, spaceweather.com. And uh, the, they talk about there's an annular eclipse the day after Christmas. <laughs> Boxing Day, I guess it could be the Boxing Day uh, annular eclipse. Uh, the moon will pass directly in front of the uh, sun with a ring of fire around it, and uh, that will be visible across Saudi Arabia, India, Indonesia, and uh, Guam. So uh, we're going to be on the wrong side of planet Earth to see that one. Uh, Sunspots zero and 273 days, 77% of our days spotless. One asteroid trailing by today on this 20th day of uh, December. 15.3 uh, lunar diameters out there, so almost uh, 4 million miles away and uh, uh, 324 uh, meters in the diameter. And that brings us now to uh, President Trump's tweet. So uh, if you need to turn your audio down, give us about three or four minutes and, uh, and come back if you think you're going to be offended hearing some tweets here. And uh, stand by here. It's going to take me a second to get this to pop in here. I think I'm going to track back to the uh, 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 tweets, the the furthest back and come forward. Things make more sense when you do it that way. Uh, but I've got to get back here. Uh, Louis Gohmert was uh, on the uh, House floor defending the president and uh, uh, was bringing up Ukraine and uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, um, let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Nadler said he was uh, uh, putting out Russian propaganda because he said that there was a conspiracy over in Ukraine. Well, anyway, so Trump's retweeted that, and he added 21 hours ago, our great Congress Congressman uh, Gohmert uh, is a true patriot fighting back against the people that must hate our country. Uh, let's see. We're going now more recently here and there are a bunch of retweets I, I, I'm just going to one where he puts his picture uh, Terrence K. Williams is a, uh, a black gentleman he's wearing a hat black voices for Trump and uh, he says I think President uh, Trump is younger than we think he's also much uh, has uh, so much energy that's why he's winning people can't keep up with him uh, he will be speaking at TPUSA 
Trump's largest event of the year, and uh, and then uh, President Trump says, "Thank you, Terrence." Twenty hours ago, Pelosi feels her phony impeachment hoax is so pathetic she's afraid to present it to the uh, Senate, which uh, can set a date and put the whole scam to, uh, into a default if they uh, refuse to show up bad for our country. Now, she's not uh, appointed any floor managers, has not set a date to carry that over to the Senate. And so, this, I don't know, uh, there's all these theories what she's doing, waiting till she can get a, a, a jury that's more sympathetic, maybe. Trump uh, retweets a uh, poll that shows he's leading all of the uh, Democrat candidates, and I think that is from the USA Today, which he says is not his friend, that they show him a, in their pool ahead. Thirteen hours ago, Jesse Waters, this is the uh, best year any president has ever had, plus we get an impeachment. Oh, gosh. And 13 hours ago, the great USMCA, U.S.-Mexico-Canada core trade deal. Mexico and Canada has been sitting on Nancy Pelosi's desk for eight months. She doesn't know uh, what it uh, says. Uh, and today, after passing by a wide margin in the House, Pelosi tried to take credit uh, for it. Labor will vote for Trump. This uh, deal is great for USA. Yeah, didn't do anything, and then she's going to take credit for it. Okay, well, let's see. Twelve hours ago. So after the Democrats gave me no due process in the House, no lawyers, no witnesses, no nothing, they now want to tell the Senate how to run their trial. Actually, they have zero proof of anything. They never uh, even show... Uh, show up, uh, they want out, I want an immediate trial. Twelve hours ago, House Democrats were unable to get even a single vote uh, from the Republicans on their impeachment hoax. The Republicans have never been so united. The Democrat case is so bad that they don't even want to go to trial. Eleven hours ago, the reason the Democrats don't want to submit the articles of impeachment to the Senate is that they don't want corrupt politician Adam Shifty Schiff to testify under oath, nor do they want the uh, whistleblower, the missing second whistleblower, the informer, the Bidens, to testify. I think we're getting close to the end. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Um, Representative Jeffrey Van Drew, who's a Democrat and I think from New Jersey, has just switched to becoming a Republican, which is unusual because when people switch, usually they switch to the majority party. But uh, he said uh, uh, what made him leave his party, he quotes Ronald Reagan, I didn't leave my party, my party left me. Ten hours ago, uh, this is a made, uh, political malpractice. This is a horrible judgment call on the part of the speaker. You put your members in uh, Trump-friendly districts in a very difficult spot. It's only going to extend it uh, out further. It looks like a joke uh, that it actually is. Yeah, all these, I don't know, there's, what, 21 or 27 Democrats that are in Trump territory that may not make it back. 
Uh, let's see, what has been revealed is a country is in better shape than it's been in decades. Working men and women in the country are beneficiaries of president who is doing exactly what he said he was going to do, that is to restore prosperity for all Americans. And uh, that was Lou Dobbs and uh, President Trump adds, thank you, Lou. And I think that is, let's see, we're getting about to the end of this. He has eight hours ago, uh, House Democrats perpetuating a fraud on America from uh, Laura Ingram. And uh, Senator Bill Cassidy uh, says, I will be a juror and will take this process seriously, but this impeachment is motivated by Democrats' hatred of Donald Trump, not justice. Impeachment is uh, sucking up all the time that could be used for positive things. And uh, uh, that's uh, Senator Bill Cassidy, M.D., and uh, uh, Donald Trump says, thank you, Bill, so true. I think we're just about to the end of this here. Let's see here. We got uh, a couple of things 50 minutes ago. A far-left magazine, or very progressive as some would call it, which has been doing poorly, hasn't been involved with Billy Graham's family for many years. Christianity Today knows nothing about reading a perfect transcript or a routine phone call and would rather have a radical left non-believer who wants to take your religion and your guns than Donald Trump as your president. No president has done more for the evangelical community, and it's not even close. You'll not get anything from the Dems on stage. I will not be reading uh, Christianity Today again. That's the last tweet from President Trump. And uh, this is the INET with K-Zero Whiskey Romeo Zulu, this 20th day of December, 2019. And uh, we're looking for DXers, and we're going to begin in the Pacific Northwest. All relays appreciated. Uh, do we have any DXers in the Pacific Northwest for the INET? Here at the Digicom Cafe Communications Network, we're all about the power of voice. Did you know you could listen to this cafe cast on your Echo Dot by simply asking Alexa to play Radio on the Rocks? I created this skill many months ago. I was looking for a way to do this very easily and quickly, and I ran across a very unique platform. It's called VoiceFlow. VoiceFlow is a wonderful platform that makes it easy to create powerful voice applications without any coding and faster than coding. There are many amazing tools out there to build voice apps, but their goal at VoiceFlow is to build the easiest, most powerful tool that gets as close to coding without needing to write a single line of code. So if you're interested in building your own Amazon skill for amateur radio, I suggest going to voiceflow.com and join their Facebook group, voiceflow.com. It is uh, now 11.30 and I just recorded two passes of AO92. I did not transmit a whole lot because of the noise. As we mentioned in an earlier podcast, I'm running a vertical, a dual band vertical, to my TM71, the Kenwood TM71A in full duplex. And uh, you can definitely hear the effects of the polarity of antennas. Mine is just stuck in one position 
vertically polarized. The satellite is tumbling through space and you can hear the noise level keeps coming up at a very predictable pace there in time. So uh, this is more of a demonstration of what a satellite antenna does as it's uh, changing polarity from tumbling through space. Uh, you can hear the signals very strong for short bits and then you can hear the static rise again. Uh, that's why it's important to use a, a directed, uh, like an arrow antenna with directivity. You, you can twist to adjust the polarity to match that of the satellite. And that doesn't guarantee anything either because sometimes you're working the satellite or listening to it off the end of the dipole antenna. Like uh, we say in the introductions here, uh, it's different every time. Uh, different conditions, different orientation of the antennas, different users with different gear, but it's uh, still a very fascinating aspect of amateur radio and you learn a lot through doing this. So I'm going to share these segments in full. So uh, bear with me if you don't like this noise in the background. Just skip ahead through this segment and, uh, and go on to the next as I add it throughout the day. So here we go with two passes of AO92 for December 20th, 2019. My favorite pastime. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. At the five station, here's KI4ASK, Echo Mike 73. KI4SK, this is K5 Delta Charlie, Charlie, Echo Mike 36. Got you Delta Charlie, Charlie, thanks. KI4SK, Echo Mike 73. It's AO92. Thanks, and 73, 70 0 
In the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's AO91. <laughs> sorry. It's not it's even funny. Why, it's, why am I laughing? Oh you're my recording. goodness. Whew. Ready?
Three, two, one. Look, up in the sky. <laughs> you know what? I love you. <laughs> you know what? This is going to be the tag afterwards, just for fun. <laughs> Let's do a little history report, shall we? It's the Wayback Machine for Friday, December 20th, 2019. And uh, let's see, as we look at tonight in the uh, dashboard, it's the 354th day of this year, just 11 days left in the year and in the decade. Got a bunch of history for you tonight. 1606 on this day, the Susan Constant, the Godspeed, and the Discovery set sail from London coming to the New World, and Captain Christopher Newport was in charge of the tiny ships, and these were the people that landed in Jamestown and then started the first permanent English settlement in America. By the way, if you're in Jamestown, uh, check out these ships. They're, they're barely bigger than a, like a rowboat. I mean, it's amazing when people came over on to get here to the New World. Let's see, what else can we tell you about on this day? Well, we've, it was a very good deal. If you've ever made a good deal in your life, you remember those days where you got just a great deal on a car or a house or something. But uh, Thomas Jefferson got the deal of the century on this day. In 1803, the U.S. took possession of the Louisiana Territories. And the facts on this, uh, 15 million... Uh, the treaty. Uh, let's see. Fifteen million was actually what they uh, uh, what they got. And, and if you uh, if you're in Arkansas, Colorado, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Mexico, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Texas, and Wyoming, uh, either part or all your states are in the Louisiana Purchase, and that ends up being uh, three cents uh, per acre. I think is what it was. Yeah, now it's a pretty good deal. Three cents per acre. And that would uh, not go that far today, but that's that's amazing. Let's see here. What else do we have for you? It's General Dwight Eisenhower getting promoted on this day, 1944. He was given his fifth star as a general. And uh, here's some technology history, 1951, EBR number one, the experimental breeder reactor one, ushered in a new era of nuclear history, became the first reactor to generate usable amounts of electricity from nuclear energy. It was a big deal on this day. 1963, the Berlin Wall opened up for the first time, remained open for the holiday season, but closed down on January 6th of 64. And let's see what else. Uh, let's see. What, I've got some number one songs for you. That's what I've got as we uh, close this thing out tonight. 1955, Nothing for Christmas, Barry Gordon was number one. 1964, Come See About Me, Supremes. 1973, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John was number one. In 1982, their number one song was The Girl Is Mine, Michael Jackson, and Paul McCartney. And that is it, guys. Don't forget that uh, the, uh, the Santa Net is on for another couple nights every night. 7.15 p.m. Central, we connect good boys and girls with Santa Claus at the North Pole. And you can get a spot in the pre-net check-in starting at 5 p.m. Central every day at CQSanta.com. CQSanta.com. Seriously, think about maybe a child in your neighborhood or a relative, just some child that you could uh, connect with Santa and also introduce to Ham Radio. We see a lot of folks getting their tickets after they talk to Santa. W4FCW and the Freewheelers, KE5GGY.
Today's daily devotional is entitled, He is the Cure. Numbers 21, verses 8 and 9 read, Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent, and set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was, and the serpent had bitten anyone when he looked at the bronze serpent he lived. Jesus, in speaking to Nicodemus and trying to help him understand what it means to be born again, compared what he would ultimately do to what happened here in Numbers. John chapter 3, verses 14 and 15 tell us, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The events that took place in the wilderness are a clear picture of the battle that existed from the moment that sin and death entered into the perfect world that God had created. Uh, the devil, the old serpent, beguiled Eve, and because Adam was disobedient and not stopping her from eating the forbidden fruit, all of creation from that point forward has felt the burning sting of that old serpent's bite. In the wilderness, God gave Moses the cure for what would stop the poison of the fiery serpent's bite. The cure would be one that would that involved faith and complete trust and reliance on God. There was nothing they could do, humanly speaking, to avoid the results of the serpent's deadly poison. So it is today that only that the only cure for the sting of uh, sin and death is faith. Uh, I noted something interesting in this account. The Israelites wandered in the wilderness, surrounded by these fiery serpents and scorpions, as we know from Deuteronomy 8.15. And after the Lord provided them with a cure for their deadly bites, He did not take them immediately out of the wilderness. Instead, they continued to walk in the wilderness among these creatures without ever being bothered by them again while they continued their journey to the Promised Land. Note that the cure had entailed excuse me, making a fiery serpent of bronze and putting it on a pole for all to look upon and trust that this would be enough to cure them. You know, the serpent that was on the pole was a picture of judgment as bronze in scripture is used in that manner. However, it did not contain the poison of the fiery serpent that bit the Israelites. This was a picture of our Savior who came in the likeness of man, as we know from Philippians 2.7, not born of the seed of man, but of the seed of, of the woman, as we know from Genesis 3.15. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit in Matthew 1.18, and therefore not being stained by a sin nature, he is the only one that could redeem us. Just as death came to the Israelites by the first serpent, the cure came by the second serpent that did not contain the deadly poison. Romans chapter 5 verses 18 and 19 tells us, Therefore, as through one man, one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Uh, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. See, the cure for sin and death is only found in one, Jesus Christ, who was lifted up on the cross and gave his life, that in him we would have life eternal. How do we make this applicable to us today? Well, let us first reflect on the fact that God sent a cure, but did not remove them from the wilderness where the fiery serpents still made their home. We're saved from eternal condemnation if we're in Christ, we know from Romans 8.1, but we're still in a world where the devils still dwell. We, Jesus prayed in, in John 17, 15 and 20, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. He prayed for his disciples and for us that we would all be protected from the evil one, Satan. 
when we accepted Jesus as Savior and Lord, God did not translate us out of the world. Instead, we were left here to continue the work of the gospel, as we know from Mark 16, 15, among people who will reject us, persecute us, and seek to harm us because of who we are in Christ. We will be involved in spiritual battles with Satan and his demons and have to resist our own fleshly desires. Nonetheless, God has not left us without a defense. He has given us spiritual armor to put on, as we know from Ephesians 6. We are to put on Christ and make no provision for the flesh, as we know from Romans 13, verses 11 through 17. As we walk through this wilderness, he will guide us, keep us, and give us victories when we put him before us as he takes us home. He must, we must allow Jesus to exalt himself in our lives so that others may have the same opportunity to receive the cure for sin and death that only he can freely provide. As John the Baptist said in John 3.30, he must increase, but I must decrease. May God extend an invitation to you to accept this free gift of salvation. Will you accept it? Anyone who calls on Jesus by faith and repentance, confessing your sins, will receive eternal life. Do not put off calling on him and receive him and his free gift of salvation today. Thank you for visiting and listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. This podcast can be heard on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher apps, plus the embedded anchor.fm widget at digicomcafe.com. You can also listen to all of our cafe casts on your Amazon devices by asking Alexa to play radio on the rocks. Now, please stand by for a word from one of our sponsors. Is there somebody that you know that's trying to get their ham ticket? Trying to ham test online. It's easy. There's no drudgery to it. There's no dread to it. And right now you can get the technician exam study guide that's normally $29.95. And right now during this sale price, it's only $19.95. That's right. That's the technical study guide for the tech license for ham test online. Now, let them log in to HamTest Online and let them follow the program study guide. They'll get their ticket in a matter of a few days. Right now, the price is reduced to $19.95. So get online. And if you've already got all of your tickets, then ham it forward by buying this study program for someone who's trying and wants to get into ham radio. HamTestOnline.com. That's HamTestOnline.com.